Welcome back, Crack fans, to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. Over the years, our Crack Rackets team has been so grateful for the support we've gotten from our dear friends at Turner, who, of course, have been synonymous with success for over 50 years in the tennis industry. Their Turner grip is the iconic grip that can be recognized on the butts of rackets of players of all levels across the globe. You see that iconic blue, you know that player on court, they're rocking a turn grip. And of course, we here at Crack Rackets are well aware we would not be able to do what we do day in, day out, covering all levels of the tennis universe without the support we've gotten from our friends at Turna. That's why I am so excited to welcome onto our show today, owner and vice president of all things Turna. It's our dear friend, Kevin Nixich, making his Cracked Rackets podcast debut to discuss the origins of the Turner grip, offer a few lessons in grip education to all of you listeners, break down the benefits of the newest Turna product, the Turna Tough Grip, and so much more. Simply put, it is a fantastic conversation that I am certain all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Now, I am sure some of you are afraid this is just going to turn into a 20-minute advertisement for our dear friends at Turna, and you get that advertisement each and every show. You're well aware of the benefits of the Turna Grip at this point. That said, I promise this show is anything but that. I am so grateful to Kevin for being so candid on this podcast in discussing not just the origins of the Turner Grip, but for those of you tennis nerds like myself, we get into the weeds. What does the testing process look like for this grip? What distinguishes a good grip from the best grip in the business, Turner Grip? And, you know, again, what are Turner's plans for the future? How has the industry changed as it relates to tennis commerce? It's a fascinating conversation that I am certain all of you listeners are going to enjoy. Of course, as always, a massive thank you to our friends at Turner for their support of this podcast. By the way, for those of you looking for more content right now, we've offered our final thoughts on the French Open over on the Mini Break podcast feed. We offered our final thoughts via our 2023 College Tennis Award shows over on the Great Shot podcast feed. All of that content available on our website, CrackedRackets.com. So if you're looking for more tennis talk, be sure to go check out those episodes. Of course, if you're looking for more tennis talk here on this show, just scroll down on your feed, whether it's Cranbrook Tennis Classic owner and tournament director David DeMuth, whether it's French Open men's doubles champion and now world number one in the ATP doubles rankings, Austin Krejcik. We've had some great conversations this week. We will continue to have great conversations moving forward as well. So again, like, rate, subscribe, review to this show, The Great Shot Podcast, The Mini Break Podcast, to ensure you don't miss anything here at Cracked Rackets. With that said, let's get to it. Here is my fantastic conversation with Turner, owner and vice president. Kevin Nixich. The 
Joining us on the podcast today for the first time is a man we are proud to have here on our show today as his company, Turna, has supported our Crack Rackets enterprise really since its foundation. And that is why I am thrilled to be joined today by Turna Vice President and owner, Kevin Nixich. Kevin, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Now, it is my pleasure to have you. And again, on behalf of myself, Dalton, Daniel Westoff, let me just say how grateful we are to you guys at Turner for your support over the years. And I think I'm going to speak on behalf of the tennis universe because everyone can identify a Turner grip. When you see it on the butt of someone's racket, that iconic blue color, I say it all the times on our show, you know, you just go, yep, that guy uses Turner. Yep, she uses Turner. And, you know, I'm curious, obviously, to build that sort of brand, to be that synonymous in the tennis industry with just grips being used everywhere. Talk to me. Let's get right into it about the origins of Turna and building that familiarity amongst the tennis community. Well, man, it takes a lot of years to get to that type of recognition, right? So, you know, the story's been told and, you know, many times, but back in the 70s, it was invented. And before high-tech grips came, you know, were even a thing, there was things like sawdust and, and glue sticks and all kinds of things like that, right? So, um, it's still incredible to me that, you know, 40, 50 years later, uh, the grip that was invented so long ago is still basically the gold standard for a sweat absorbing grip. Yeah, it, it's remarkable to see. And again, I, I, it's an easy brand for us to endorse here at Crack Rackets because myself, Dalton, we've been using it our entire playing lives. And, you know, again, it, it is fascinating because. Throughout the years, there have been, you know, different iterations of rackets, right? Obviously, the biggest switch is when we went from wooden rackets to what we have today. But even now, you see every two years, every year, maybe even every six months, a new model of racket come out. Now, I want to discuss the new product that is Turn a Tough here in a little bit. But more than anything, uh, what's so fascinating to me about what you guys have done at Turna is you've cornered the market. You say, hey, we know grips. This is what we do well. And I'm just curious the thinking behind that decision because there are a lot of different products and little niches, I suppose, Turner could have dove headfirst into over the years. Why, you know, What is it about this product in particular that has you guys locked in? Um, I mean, we, we really just focus on the accessories, the things that go around the rackets. Obviously, we haven't come out with any rackets. We, you know, it, uh, that's on purpose. We don't intend to do that. Uh, but what we like to do is focus on the things that we do well. And we feel like we certainly uh, know our grips uh, extremely well. So, yeah. And, sure. you know, again, we talked before this show began about how Turner is a family enterprise. And, the process that goes into, you know, trying and working on all of the different grips that you guys develop. And, you know, again, talk to me about the family nature of, of Turna and that, you know, how that intimate setting and that intimate group is able to ensure, again, the product quality over the years. Yeah, exactly. So my dad, I mean, he started this business 50 years ago, right? So um, I worked there with my brother as well. And all three of us are still there. Um, and so we're in it day in and day out. We all play tennis. All three of us play tennis. We've played tennis our entire lives. Every single product that we bring to market, we have to like, we test it ourselves. And before we even give it to anyone else to test, it's something that has to pass our, you know, our internal tests amongst ourselves. And believe me, we have a lot of debate 
you know, uh, in, of what we do and, and what products we bring to market. And I can't tell you how many times we test something that just never sees the light of day. That's the, the top of the funnel is, is very wide uh, for where it actually gets uh, put out by Turna. And so we, we spend a tremendous amount of time um, for any of the grips, whether you go back to like Megatac, which is a, you know, the very tacky grip to, you know, the new Turnatuff, which, uh, you know, spent a lot of years testing versions of more durable versions of Turnagrip. But, oh, my God, it was it's 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 a long, rigorous process, but we love it, too, because, you know, we know Turnagrip very well. We know our groups very well. We know how they respond in every single type of climate, whether it's the winter, the summer, nighttime or whatever. Um, and the same type of testing goes into to play with anything we bring out. We're not just hitting it around for a couple hours. We're certainly going out there and maybe even if it takes a year to test a product in all the different climates, then that's what we're going to do. But what, Yeah. Well, I was going to ask, what gets more heated? The opinion shared between you, your brother, your dad <laughs> about the grips or the competition on court? Because I imagine it gets steamy. Certainly the opinions, right? So we all are slightly different uh, levels, and, but we'll go out and play, you know, with our friends and uh, in the leagues that we play in and things like that. So, but yeah, our opinions for sure. When you've worked with someone for this long, it's uh, that's where it gets heated. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 I can only imagine. And again, I want to ask you about Megatac. I want to ask you about Turnatuff, all the iterations of the Turna Grip. But before we do that, I do want to do some grip education for our listeners, because I think this is something that goes under discussed so frequently, obviously. And on this show in the past, we've talked about why finding the right racket, finding the right strings, finding the right tension, all those things, while they sound like minute details, they all really matter. The better you get in this game. Well, obviously something... I was going to say, if you've ever seen me in person, you know I'm a hairy man, which the reason I bring <laughs> up is to say I can schwitz. It's a skill of mine, I would say, if you were to say comparatively, right. you know, what do I do better than anyone in the world? I'd say sweat in hot conditions. I'm pretty darn good at doing that. And, you know, anyone who plays through that, you know the grip can get sweaty. It can take, on the right day, 30 minutes, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I got to hit slice backhands because I can't put a second hand on this thing. It's so wet. I guess where I want to start more than anything else is let's just get even the most basic thing. Talk to me about why having the right grip on your racket is so important. Well, listen, obviously it's the part that connects you to your racket. Everything else, you know, is secondary. So I'm not saying the grip is the most important, but certainly that's where your hand is touching the racket. That's where you're making contact and I do believe it's an underrated piece of gear. I think a lot of people maybe dismiss it and they go for something that's popular or something that looks cool or something like that. I don't know, but um, not having the right grip. Like, for example, like I can't tell you how many times I'll be watching pro tennis, pro tennis where there's money and points on the line, right? And you'll watch the player wiping their hand on their shorts, blowing on it before every single time that they serve constantly battling the sweat in their hand and I'm sitting there thinking like you know there's a solution for that right there's there's ways to get around that you don't have to have that particular piece of gear like there's you can use grips that absorb sweat um, there's a lot of them that are out there but you know it just so happens I think Turner Grip is very well known for uh, for sweat absorption it's been sort of that gold standard for a very long time which is why man some of the players through the years that have used it you know, going back from 
from Pete Sampras, which certainly elevated our, our brand to another level. And then all the American players like Martin and Chang and um, Courier. I mean, anyone is a very widespread there for a while through the 80s and the 90s. So, yeah. But yeah. And, you know, but things come along. Technologies change. But, you know, Turner Group is still there. It's still on the rackets of a ton of players. Uh, from pro all the way down through the amateurs, through the rec level. So we're very proud of that. I was in Phoenix earlier this year for the inaugural 175K event, and Richard Gasquet was playing, and so I got to see him play a bunch of days consecutively and watching him regrip his racket. Now, it's only a half regrip, so I don't know if it fully counts, but he does it on every changeover. And look, that's the extreme end of the spectrum. Now, the other end is all of you listeners, and there are people in the car hearing this who are saying, yep, he's talking about me right now, who just, dare I say, say, you know what? I'm going to roll with it. Screw it. We'll see what happens. Like, this is not going to deter my performance. I ask you, the expert, Kevin Nixich, how frequently should someone be changing? Well, maybe not how frequently, but when do you know on your grip that it's time to change this piece of equipment? Well, look, there's a couple different answers to that. So, I mean, if all you're doing is hitting and practicing, you can probably go, you know, five, six hours, maybe a little bit longer on your grip, right? But I will tell you, you know, how much time have you invested in tennis? How much money have you spent on lessons? How much, you know, how much does this match mean to you? To not start a match with a fresh grip is absolutely unbelievable. It's unacceptable to me, right? You, ha- If you're going to play a match, you need to regrip your racket if that match means anything to you because you don't want it. That's the last 1% you need to worry about. Just take care of it and, and wrap it up. I mean, every pro player obviously has fresh grips on their racket. And, you know, people, the pros will take new rackets out of their bags after seven games and, you know, comes new strings, but it's also a new grip as well. And so, um, but yeah, it's, it's totally personal preference. What's kind of interesting with Turner Grip is, you know, there's the, the people that have been using it for 40 years, the diehards, they'll, they will tell you, and it's true that you can take that turn of grip off and turn it over and rewrap it and get a little more play out of that grip. So, um, but yeah, um, it's really, go ahead. No, as I say, that's why you buy it in the big reels, right? Is so you right. never, never short. That's right. That's right. I mean, you can always like play your match and then continue to practice for as long as you want to with that until it just sort of loses its, its quality. But every grip after a certain amount of time is going to lose the, the, the qualities that make it a good grip, even if it's a tacky grip, it might not fray like turn a grip, but that feeling that you get when you first put that tacky grip on, you know, you got to ask yourself, how long does that really last while you're playing? And for the most part, it can be as short as 30 minutes. And then sure, your grip is still on your racket, but is it actually performing the way you want it to perform? Yeah. And I I am curious, just again, I know some of these things may be intuitive to some listeners who have dealt with them, but when you don't change your grip, outside of the obvious, the racket's falling out of your hand, what are some of the downsides of not doing so? Well, man, if it's in the, if it's in the biggest point in the tiebreaker and, and that's when it fails you, well, then, you know, that's, that's the biggest, obvious, most, you know, pressing downside that you want to avoid. So even if it's in your changeover and you're like, it's not working for you and you need a fresh one, 
Put a fresh one on. Yeah, for me, it's always the calluses. It's like I would show you on my fingers right now. They're not the prettiest, <laughs> but I just have a nasty callus, and it's because my grip was damp and sweaty and rubbing up against my finger, and like right. I know exactly when it happened, and I felt it, and I was like, ooh, like you just yeah, know right. that when it, when it freaking. It's probably a little bit different for everybody. I mean, some people, Man. you can see a turn of grip that looks like it's it's a hundred years old and frayed, and they're like, no, it's totally fine, you know, but. You know, that's a personal preference. Yeah. Well, you talk about finding a Turner grip that might be 100 years old. I'll tell you what, if you find the oldest Turner grip, <laughs> it will still be that iconic trademark blue color that they still, that's can, right. that you guys all still carry today. And I'm just curious through all the years, what's made you stick with that trademark blue? Well, I mean, you got to go before that. So um, when we sold, you know, 50 million units of Turnigrip before 1996, right, that's when the the U.S. Patent Office made a a ruling that said you can trademark a color. And so it's kind of interesting story. Colors are not really trademarkable things and you don't really think about uh, trademarking colors. But uh, back in the day, we applied for our color for the uh, for the blue Turnigrip just because it was sort of the dominant color for us, obviously the dominant seller and sort of known, you know, on players rackets by then. Um, And so, you know, by pursuing the trademark and then getting the trademark, we were in a very small company of like UPS Brown and Tiffany Blue and Owens Corning Pink. So at this point, you could ask UPS, hey, why are your trucks still brown? (laughs) Hey, you've got it's very identifiable. And these days, you know, Turner Group is the same way. It's totally identifiable. And to to try to even get a trademark is extremely difficult, um, but you know we've accomplished that. And so now the benefit of that is you can see it on any racket um, of anybody that's playing it, uh, playing with it. Um, it doesn't matter what the color of the tape is. It could be black tape. It could be a, the you know a lot of racket companies will put their branded tape over Turner Grip, you know. But the thing is, it's it's still Turner Grip. It's still blue. You can't hide that color. You can't disguise it. Um, it just is what it is. And we obviously never. I want to detract from that. So, yeah, again, identifiable. The moment you see that iconic blue, you go, oh, yeah, he's using Turner. She's using Turner. And you see it across levels across the globe in the tennis world. And look again. The iconic Turner grip, you know what you're getting with it. But and for many, that is plenty good enough. That said, you guys are not satisfied. You continue to push the envelope, continue to uh, innovate. Talk to me about the latest iteration of the Turner grip, Turner Tough. Yeah, definitely. So um, we love to create. We love to innovate. We love to tinker. That's what we do as a as a family business and tennis accessories, right? So, you know, we listen to the feedback, and and obviously there's been um, enough feedback around Turner Grip from certain players that say, well, it doesn't last long enough. Sort of the durability isn't what I'd like it to be. So, with that, sure, Turner Grip to us is like the high performance racing tire. It's like, that's not the same tire you're going to put on your minivan to drive to Florida, right? It's a two totally different products. Um, so if you're looking for the highest performance in the, in a probably a short amount of time um, and you've got real consequences on the line, then the performance of Turner Grip to me is unmatched, uh, especially in hot weather. But if you're maybe not looking, if that's not the most important thing in your life, and you're looking for a little more durability, yet you like a a sweat absorbing grip, then yes, we went to the next level and tried to create a a grip that, um, you know, filled in that gap of durability. So we made Turner Grip more durable and we call it Turner Tough. 
So, um, you know, the goal here is to have it look like Turner Grip, play like Turner Grip, feel like Turner Grip. Everything should be almost exactly the same, except it's going to last a lot longer. Yeah, I had the opportunity to use it these past couple of weeks. It's delightful. It plays like the real thing. And yeah, I mean, that's that's interesting. Has that been the now? I mean, I think you put it perfectly. Like, I love that analogy. I'm going to be stealing it on the podcast. I'll cite <laughs> you. I promise. But that's fine. high performance race car tire. That is the Turner grip. That's exactly right. It's just, look, if you are looking for the best grip to get the maximal performance, that's the original Turner. I still think Turner Tough is going to get the job done, but I I love the analogy for what it's worth. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And so, you know, with that said, Turner Tough is one option. I I believe you guys are still offering the MegaTac as well, correct? Or no? 100%. I mean, MegaTac. So, you know, we look at it as like we've got a, you know, very uh, successful dry grip with Turner Grip. Um, Now we've got a more durable version of Turner Grip, but we always wanted to create something on the opposite side of the spectrum, right? And this is what's kind of fun about working in this business. It's like, well, hey, let's just create the tackiest grip that anyone's ever created, right? And so, you know, again, like Turnitough took about six years to develop. I think Megatac also took about six or seven years to develop. I can't tell you how many tacky grips I tested that just, (laughs) no, we need it to be tackier. We need it to be tackier. And then, you know, we created absolutely the tackiest grip that's that's ever been created by far. Um, And then we're very proud of that grip. And there's a lot of people that, you know, will tell you that that's the greatest grip that they've ever played with, hands down. Um, And then there's another, you know, faction of people that say, it's too tacky. I don't like it. I like Turner grip and that's fine. It's, it's so incredible how like personal the preferences are for people, right? Like some people want it to be extra tacky. Some people want it to absorb their sweat, but that's why we have variety. That's why we try to put out, you know, a bunch of different things to suit everybody's preferences. I like the idea that you come home during the mega tack era and everyone's like, are you playing professional baseball? Like, are you pitching? Like, is that pine tar on your hands? And you're like, no, exactly. like, yeah, you're like kind of, but it's actually the new grip. It's the mega tack. And yeah. yeah, that's uh again, it speaks to what you guys do. And I know we, we alluded to this earlier, but the testing process just to double down on this, yeah. it's not just you guys, right? It's, you know, you're sending this out, you're sending it not just to pros, but to juniors, to college players, to local clubs. Talk to me about that testing process and the six years, what it looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, we task our factories with exactly what we're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we tell them, we give them some type of specs for what it is we're shooting for. Um, and then from there, it's just a constant iteration of, you know, improvements or, you know, changing things little by little. Um, But yeah, like that, again, I may test 20 versions before it ever goes out to our trusted pros. And so we have a group of local pros. Uh, We live in Atlanta where tennis is huge. We have a lot of players um, around here. We have a lot of pros around here. Um, And and being in business for 50 years, we have a lot of long-time relationships with people that we trust. And I can't tell you how hard it is to find an actual like good gear tester. Like a lot of times you'll <laughs> get stuff out and people are like, yeah, it was great, Kev. And I'm like, well, that's not really what I'm looking for, right? I need it to be extremely critical. So between the family, we're extremely picky and extremely critical on uh, even what leaves 
our offices to go test to anybody. Um, if you're, you know, any of our play testers at that point know that we've been working on it for many, many years and are finally probably to the point where we just need confirmation of what we're already thinking. Um, and then, yeah, then we just start blowing it up to, to uh, pros, uh, high level people, that, uh, high level players that we know. I'll even give it to my kids who certainly don't mind telling me exactly what they think about it. They're both, you know, tennis players as well. And so they've been versed in all the details just from uh, living with me. So they'll tell me that it sucks or something's not good. And they have no problem saying that to me. So, but you know, that's the kind of feedback that we need throughout the entire process. But yeah, we, we take it all into account and um, you know, but it's, it, uh, on the other hand, like look at Megatac. This is an interesting story. Like not like, like, Megatac is so tacky, it's it can turn a lot of people off, right? And so a lot of people are like, no, you know, that's way too tacky. That grip is never going to succeed. Well, you know, that's exactly what we were trying to look for, though, that almost polarizing uh, niche in the market that says it might not work for you, but man, the person that loves tacky grips, this is going to be their holy grail. So um, sometimes you got to push through some of the feedback uh, to achieve the mission you're shooting for. No, a hundred percent. And, you know, again, if you ever need someone, I, I can tell you, and I think it's because this is where my middle finger is on the backhand, but my fourth crease on the grip, that's where it always comes off for me. Cause it's just, cause I think it's me, it's not you for the record. It's me, <laughs> but yeah, that's the nuance you guys are looking for. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's again, it's why you guys have been synonymous in the industry for 50 years. And, you know, with that said, my last few questions for you, plans for the future. I mean, I know, look, pickleball, padel, paddle, platform, there are all these different acid, racket sports emerging across the industry. What are the plans for Turnup as you guys move forward? Well, we're certainly involved with pickleball. I mean, we've been uh, you know, involved with Tyson McGuffin for, man, since for many, many years now. I think we had a very early partnership with Tyson because uh, he was automatically a tournament player when he was a tennis player. Uh, so he put it on his paddles. Um, and so we continue to offer pretty much the same line of grips into pickleball and padel and things like that. So, uh, but outside of that, outside the grip world, man, we're always innovating on strings. We do the same type of play testing with our strings. We feel like we put out some extremely high quality strings that have, you know, that have always well tested. Um, and, you know, same with stringing machines. We have some patented features that can't be found anywhere else. We're always looking to innovate in anything uh, around any of this, uh, around this sport because we love it. And uh, as we continue to evolve and just look for opportunities and, you know, we're going to continue to bring new products to the market, but more than anything, whenever we hear about what we should be bringing out or, you know, having our ear to the ground and the pulse in the tennis community is extremely important because that's how you can come up with a lot of great ideas and know exactly what it is you need to do. Well, in that sense, I'm glad you bring that up because one of my final questions for you here, and uh, it's one I thought of on the spot, so I apologize for not telling you about it yesterday, but uh, I'm curious, you mentioned Turner's been in the industry for 50 years, and obviously technology has changed the sport has changed, how people consume and play the sport has changed. I'm curious how the industry has changed for you. For instance, for me personally, you know, shout out tennis and golf in Royal Oak, Michigan. I, that's where I, like, 
that's not where I go because I don't live in Michigan anymore. But honestly, still, sometimes <laughs> I wait till I'm home to go there because that's where I know what I can do to demo the rackets. They got the little hitting thing in the back. If I want to take a few swings, obviously, they've got the shoes set up there as well. I was someone who liked to go to the shop. That said, a lot of people now hop on Amazon, hop on Tennis Point, hop on Tennis Warehouse, whatever it may be. You know, you guys are someone who, again, it's synonymous in the people are buying Turner Grips. That's just how it works. But I'm curious, director, consumer, or things like that, how you've seen the industry change. Yeah, I mean, it's obviously was way more uh, brick and mortar, you know, not even that long ago. But the e-commerce has changed everything Um, and just the availability and the variety of grips that are out there. Um, So no doubt there's a lot of selection, a lot of, you know, a lot of choices almost too many choices on what you what you're going to put on your racket from strings to uh, to grips or there's just a lot of choices out there so trying to uh, continue to be competitive and offer quality products that are like performance related um, is what we really are going to always try to focus on Um, just trying to we feel like if we can create something that's good enough at the pro level then that'll filter down to you know people's buying decisions Again, framed perfectly. I agree. It's like there are so many choices. I know Turner. I know what I'm getting. That's the grip I'm going with. And so, again, it's a credit to you guys and all you have done. Well, then, my last question, and again, I can't emphasize enough myself, Dalton Thieneau, and Daniel Westoff here at Cracked Records, how much we appreciate the support we've gotten from you and the Turner team over the years. With that framing in mind, and I think you knew this question was coming, how old is too old for someone to not know how to grip their racket? How old are you, Alex? <laughs> 27. <laughs> <laughs> the question is how young should you be gripping your racket, right? I mean, I was teaching my kids to grip their own rackets at like 11, yeah. you know? so. But we've discussed this. For me... It's the it's the social aspect. You're going to really bond with someone if you go up and you're like, hey, I am dependent on you in this moment to grip my racket, please. I once had an incident. I'm not going to say the person's name, but let's just say an opponent was kind enough to grip my racket for me. Wow. Well, that person and I were friends beforehand. Okay. And I was like, dude, yeah. come on. Like, you're really going to like, I'm pretty sure I drove them to the match. And that's where I was like, come on. <laughs> sure. Like, I drove you here. Like, grip my racket. Um, Man, but, in comparison to like stringing your own racket and gripping yeah. your racket, certainly gripping is way easier than stringing, right? So, Is it easier? You should be certainly able to wrap that thing around without much issue. Yeah, it's just my coach used to always, he used to make the squeak noise as he'd go, and I can never like <laughs> fully execute the squeak. And so I'm like, I know this is 10% at least worse than it should be. Um, but yeah, that's that's fair. Once you hit double digits, yeah, you could probably make a few circles around a rack and grip. That's fair. That's right. <laughs> yeah, well, with that said, again, Kevin, really appreciate you taking the time to join us here on today's show. And again, all you and the Turner family have done for us here at Cracked Rackets. We won't forget. We will always appreciate. So, you know, you ever want to come on? You want to talk French Open someday, Wimbledon down the road, U.S. Open as well. I'm sure you got some tennis takes for me too. So yeah, I'm full of opinions, but, you know, not everybody wants to hear them, right? Well, so. This is what we do here at Crack Rackets. You think people want to hear my opinions? No, we just continue to pester them with them until they're done. But really appreciate you taking the time, Kevin. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, again, hopefully we talk to you again soon. Yeah, and thank you. Love the content. Love what you guys are doing. And just thanks again for having me on. Yeah, of course. Appreciate it, Kevin. Take care. All right, thank you.
Hope all of you enjoyed my conversation with Turner owner and vice president Kevin Nixich. Again, I cannot emphasize enough how grateful I am, Dalton Thieneman, Daniel Westoff, our entire Crack Rackets team is uh, for the support we've gotten from our friends at Turna over the years. We would not be able to do what we do without their continued support. So again, a massive thank you to Kevin, the entire Turna family uh, for trusting us here at Crack Rackets to be good stewards of their product. And again, you can find Turna products wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. It's the best grip in the business. They offer that and so much more. So be sure to check out everything offered by our friends at Turner wherever you shop for your tennis supplies. With that said, again, quick plugs here to wrap today's show. Mini break, talking all things 2023 French Open as well as the start of the grass court season. GSP for our 2023 College Tennis Awards shows. Crack Rackets YouTube channel for our continued coverage of the USTA SoCal Pro Series, which we will have over the Final five weeks, championship weekend, Saturday, Sunday, each and every week of the series. Come watch some pro tennis with us here at Cracked Rackets. All that happens, of course, because of the tireless efforts of our super producer, Daniel Westoff, who, as always, has a f- of an ending job to do day in, day out. Shout out to him. Shout out to our friends at Turner. Remember, buy Turner supplies wherever you shop for your tennis goods. With all of that said, for our fantastic guest, Kevin Nixich, our super producer, Daniel Westoff, our friends at Turna, and from all of us here at both Crack Rackets and the Tennis Channel Podcast Network, I'm your host, Alex Gruskin. You've been listening to another edition of the Cracked Interviews Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, everyone.